All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Friday. We're going to do something a little different today. Amanda Head and I have had the opportunity over the last week to talk to several of the frontline doctors who had COVID-19 right. They had the resolutions right. They had what Fauci was doing wrong. They were silenced. They were chagrined. They were cornered. They were sent to the back room. And they couldn't tell their story until just recently when all the cancel culture on COVID-19 and the pandemic finally was lifted. And for the next two days, we're going to do a two-part adaptation of our interviews from the television show here on the podcast so that you can get a deep dive understanding of what really went right and went wrong in the COVID pandemic. Today, we're going to have a two-part interview with the former director of the CDC under President Trump, Dr. Robert Redfield. Dr. Redfield comes from a family that served more than 70 years in public health. His parents were in the original NIH going back to the 50s. He served in the military and then eventually rose through all of the public health ranks until he became the CDC director under President Trump. And he was sidelined by the big ego and the force du jour of Dr. Anthony Fauci. He just wasn't let on the inside. This has come out in congressional testimony. It's clear from the briefings that Dr. Redfield often was not allowed to attend or be at the front and center. Well, you're going to hear from Dr. Redfield for the first time today. We got a long interview with him, perhaps one of the longest ones he's done in a while. And he's going to tell us what happened, what was wrong, what he said to Anthony Fauci behind the scenes that isn't public, and what he fears we're not ready for should another pandemic, like a bird flu pandemic, something that would be far more deadly than COVID-19, if that struck. What do we need? And he's had some big ideas. He wants to get the military in charge of preparation for bioterrorism rather than the NIH, which seems to have an artsy-fartsy, scientific, academic way of doing things. He thinks it ought to have a military security first approach because, as he has said, privately to people. And now you're going to hear publicly for the first time, the most likely way a deadly virus will emanate quickly is from a lab leak in a lab that's doing dangerous research like the Wuhan lab was doing. And if it's bird flu, or if it's not an intentional leak, if it's a weapon from a state actor or a terrorist actor, 
the consequences are going to be lethal quickly. And we can't afford to spend another year, year and a half developing another vi- a vaccine when there could be uh, quick immunotherapies, antiviral therapies that can be developed. And uh, he's been talking privately, and I hope people say on the show that this publicly, we need a warp speed project to have the capability that no matter what the virus is, no matter what the virus is, we have a antiviral treatment for people within a few weeks. And that is actually possible. There are companies out there that are doing this right now that have the capability, but the government's not investing in Dr. Redfield wants to get this onto the public consciousness. So today, we're going to spend the whole show in a two-block discussion. Amanda had myself with Dr. Robert Redfield, the CDC director under Donald Trump, a 50-year expert in medical science, and the man who really got shunted aside by Anthony Fauci. I think when you hear him, you're going to realize he had a much better approach. He simply was shunted aside, and that, I think, it will be proven in history's look back at this era as a grave injustice. He was shut aside, much like the people you're going to hear about from tomorrow. That includes Dr. Harvey Risch from the Yale Law School and Dr. Jay Bhattacharya from Stanford University. They too were the elite top experts in their fields until Anthony Fauci didn't like the way they were talking. They weren't on Anthony Fauci's script. They were following the science, not the politics. And then they got canceled. I mean, they got canceled on Twitter. Imagine this. Twitter thought they had more medical expertise than two of the greatest medical experts our country has ever produced. And so tomorrow we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Harvey Risch, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, and Greg Piper, our reporter who also got canceled a lot, but was right so often on Just the News about what really was going on in the pandemic. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee. This is some heavy listening. But I think it's an important lesson. We have to learn from the mistakes. We have to identify the mistakes that were covered up, learn from them, adapt our strategy before the next pandemic comes, whether it's a bioterror attack, a evolution from nature, or a leak from a lab. Any one of those three could produce the next fatal disease that sweeps across the world. We're not ready for it. That's the, that's the underlying message that I've gotten from a lot of reporting from the experts. Today, we're going to start the process of trying to help the country get there. There are some interesting projects you're going to hear tomorrow about the Norfolk Project from Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, some of the scientists who signed the Barrington Declaration. They were right. Fauci was wrong. Fauci ostracized them. They're back in vogue. They're working to do something constructive, which is come up with the questions, the answers, the textbook to not repeat the mistakes of 2020 to 2023 and to begin to get this country on a path that it could really survive a very deadly pandemic. By the way, COVID-19 was not nearly as deadly as some of the predictions of pandemics of the future. So let's get started. We'll have a quick commercial break here from our advertisers. When we come back, our exclusive interview with Dr. Robert Rebfield, the former CDC director under President Trump. He's never talked this way before in public, at least not that I can find. You're going to enjoy this interview right after the commercial break. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet 
and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. He oversaw the CDC during a critical time. He has a long history in the public health sector, and he joins us right now, Dr. Robert Redfield. Doctor, what an honor to have you on the show. Thanks, John and Amanda. Glad to be here. I've been blessed over the last few weeks to get to know you a little bit, and I, I understand the rich history that your family has. Your mom and dad were in public health. You came to the Army in public health, eventually rose all the way up to being CDC director. You've had some time to reflect about that crazy time of 2020 to 2022. Can you give us your top-line assessment of what we got right and what we got wrong during COVID-19? Well, I think, John, probably the most important thing is that one of the things we got wrong is we really didn't prepare this nation uh, for uh, being able to respond effectively to uh, a pandemic. I've always argued uh, uh, since I left CDC that probably the most important um, national security issue for the United States is actually what I call biosecurity. And I think COVID just gave us a little taste of it. Uh, I know a lot of people are preoccupied with China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran, but I will argue that our way of life is much more likely to be impacted negatively and our national security impacted negatively from uh, from a biological threat. And this is one of my big concerns right now. So I think we failed to prepare. And I hope that part of the uh, debate will finally get this nation to have a much more proportional response uh, to the potential for m- biological threats. Such an important yes, issue. sir. And I think debate is probably the most important component of, of maybe not necessarily fixing what happened, but preventing it from happening in the future. And my how times have changed at the beginning of all of this, I believe uh, quietly to your colleagues, you proffered the notion that this could be a lab leak. But I think the term that you used in front of the subcommittee was you were sidelined by others. Isn't the point of science, isn't the point of your work with the CDC, isn't the point of public health and science in general, asking questions, forming hypotheses, testing the hypotheses, asking more questions. Isn't that the process? 
Yeah, Amanda, you couldn't be more correct. I mean, I know you're going to have Jay on in a little while, another outstanding individual who, rather than have an honest public debate, uh, there were individuals, particularly at NIH, that really tried to uh, sideline anybody that uh, didn't uh, agree with them. Uh, I've argued that our whole approach to the origin of COVID, because uh, I had talked to Dr. Fauci and uh, Jeremy Farrar and Ted Rose from WHO in January, and I said the most important thing we needed to do was have a rigorous, transparent, scientific investigation of the two critical hypotheses, spillover or lab leak. And instead, what happened was the NIH really did, although they argue they didn't, but they really did then organ, organize a single narrative to say the narrative that we're going to pursue is a spillover event. And they, you know, that whole approach, in my view, as you pointed out, is antithetical to science. What science likes to do is to have an honest, rigorous debate. And unfortunately, I think one of the big mistakes, uh, you know, that John alluded to was that they shut down uh, debate and discussion. And it really was antithetical to science. And it really hurt our nation substantially that uh, you had powerful people trying to squelch out the voices of people like Jay and the others in the Barrington Declaration, which were really trying to say, let's protect the vulnerable. Let's give credit to natural immunity. The, those were both saying, no, 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 you can't. We, we can't we can't go in that direction because they felt somehow that was going to uh, change people's attitudes about vaccination. I always said to Fauci, the way to approach this is just tell the truth. Tell the American public the truth. Don't try to filter the, the information to what you think they need to hear to do what you want them to do. I was always very much against mandates. I don't think you mandate people to do something. When you mandate people to do something they don't want to do, what you do is reinforce their decision not to do it. So there are a lot of mistakes, and I think you hit the nail on the head, the lack of honest, open debate. The fact that people like me for suggesting what I believe to be true, and I argued aggressively in the White House task force uh, back in January and, and February and March, that I really did believe as a virologist that this virus was most likely to be a leak from, from a laboratory in the Wuhan area, and that I didn't think it was consistent with the spillover event for a variety of different reasons we can get into, but that point of view was immediately squelched. I mean, I got accused by uh, newspapers of being an Asian racist because I suggested the virus might have come from the Wuhan lab. I got hate mail from very good scientists in the National Academy uh, really telling me that I, I could do the world a favor by jumping off a bridge uh, just because they didn't want to have this discussion. That is an amazing account, and it, it's frustrating because uh, for most of our history, science has been practiced the way you practiced it the last four or five years. There's been a hijacking. I want to go back to something because you said preparation was the problem. And a lot of Americans say, well, we gave billions of dollars to the NIH. We did all these things. If there's something that on the morning that, that the virus appeared that you wish was in the CDC arsenal that you didn't have, what would that be? Yeah, first I'll say, John, there's been a, a really enormous underinvestment. I, when I got asked to be the CDC director, I was excited. I trained my whole life for this job. But when I got down there and I saw how inadequate, we didn't have a data system that worked. We couldn't get real-time data in real time. 
how do you run a public health response if you can't get real-time data? That's why I went back to Congress and I asked for the modernization for our data system in America. I wanted to get about $25 billion to do that over, say, five years. Congress eventually invested about $300 million. I tell people my own hospital system invested a billion. So, you know, we're totally under uh, invested in the ability to have data. Uh, and, and it's very hard to respond to a pandemic. We had no laboratory resilience. So when the, when the epidemic started, most of the public health labs only had uh, early uh, platform technology. They could do 25 to 50 tests a day. They didn't have the high throughput machines that we would really need to do this. I give the example of, uh, of South Korea. South Korea, when the pandemic started, immediately met their diagnostic needs, immediately. We weren't able to do that. Now, why did South Korea do that? Well, when MERS came in in 2016-17 to South Korea, what they did was they formed a private-public partnership with the diagnostic companies between the government and the diagnostic companies so that they could call on them if there was ever a national emergency. And they did. So when I say we're not prepared, we don't have the right structure, our biosecurity defense mechanism belongs in the defense department. That's where it belongs, all right? It needs to be proportional to the threat, which is substantial. It needs to be able to have real-time data. It really needs laboratory resilience. But most importantly, it has to build private-public partnerships like we have in the Defense Department with you know, Northrop and Boeing and Raytheon right. and General Dynamics. We need to have that same structure so that the private sector can come in fully. Some people at NIH believe the solution was the public sector. That's not the right answer. When President Trump wanted to develop a vaccine by January 2021, NIH leadership told the president it couldn't be done in less than three to seven years. Debbie Burks and I were in the room and, and we disagreed. We thought it could be done, but NIH argued, give us the $15 billion and we'll go ahead and make vaccines. We argued that NIH really never did develop vaccines. That was done by the private sector, and it was done by the U.S. military. And luckily, President Trump decided to put the resources into the private sector and obviously let, get the military involved for the Defense Production Act and for distribution. And lo and behold, within eight months, nine months, we had three vaccines on the market. So again, just to say one of the things we're not prepared is we don't have the structure to have a, an effective uh, public health response to a pandemic. We don't have the private-public partnerships in place that we need, like we have for building airplanes and making missiles. We need to have that same discipline for the future. I've told people that the pandemic of COVID, I call the lesser pandemic. The great pandemic is coming. It's gonna be a bird flu pandemic. Uh, I'm very worried that if it's natural spillover, it, there's a species barrier that will probably take it a long time to happen, and it may never happen at all. But with gain-of-function research and the potential now for bioterrorism, since certain scientists publish the exact amino acid you have to change in bird flu to make it highly infectious for man, so you go from a non-pathogen to a pathogen that can kill 5 to 50% of it, and they felt so compelled once they figured it out that they actually published it. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, more of our exclusive interview with Dr. Robert Redfield, CDC director under President Trump, a truth teller on COVID. You're going to be shocked by some of the things you hear in this next block. Stick around. It's going to be worth it. 
Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to start right where we left off. And welcome back, Dr. Robert Redfield, into the conversation. As you all know, he served in the Trump administration, helping guide our nation through the pandemic, serving as the CDC director. Doctor, thank you so much for standing by. I want to pick back up with what you said. I, I, I frankly found it very startling. And I think that our viewers probably feel the same way. The fact that you think that, you know, the, whatever is next, it's probably the bird flu and COVID, you know, the PTSD that we all experienced, the, the way that our lives changed because of COVID, to hear you say that that wasn't even the big pandemic, I think is terrifying to a lot of Americans. But could you continue where you were going with that? Well, I just think it's important. This is why I think preparation is so important. This is why I think our nation needs to really uh, have a, what I consider a proportional response to the threat. I spent 23 years in the military at Walter Reed, and I'm you know, very attuned to looking at potential threats. And I do think that uh, biosecurity is a major threat. And as I mentioned, um, it's even a greater threat today. And this is why I've asked for a moratorium on gain-of-function research. Because normally when we're worried about bird flu, and I think that's going to be the great pandemic, it has to get through the species barrier. And this is why many of the bird flu flus that have potential, really, they don't learn how to go human to human. And there's a lot of different mutations that have to happen for that species barrier to be broken. But it's very simple to do that in the laboratory. And in 2012, a group of scientists decided, figured out what needed to change. And I argued with them and argued with Fauci that I felt that information shouldn't be published. I didn't think we needed to give terrorists uh, a recipe for exactly how to make bird flu uh, a 5 to 50 percent uh, uh, pathogen that can kill 5 to 50 percent of people with infects. And yet uh, we lost that debate and those scientists did publish it. There was people that felt this is science and you have to publish it. I personally, you know, I'm a man of faith. I think it's a miracle that no one's used that yet. But I do think we're at high risk 
for uh, a, a laboratory-created uh, bird flu that will have high pathogens and genicity for man. And I think we've proven that uh, biosecurity issues in these laboratories. Now we have over 65 P4 labs across the country, if you read the recent Washington Post article that we're out in the last couple of days, and the biosecurity for those labs is highly inadequate to be uh, working with these dangerous pathogens. So the probability of a, of a spillover event, if you will now, from a laboratory is very, very high. And I suspect that in the next decade, we will have, unfortunately, uh, a major pandemic as a consequence of either gain-of-function research or bioterrorism. And this is why I think we need to really uh, look seriously about not only having a moratorium in our own country, but actually having a global moratorium on gain-of-function research until society can decide, should it really be done, is the benefit there? And if they decide the benefits there, then how do you do it in a safe, responsible, and effective way? I can tell you one way for sure is not to have 65 P4 labs around the world. When I was CDC director, one of the most difficult things I did is I shut down Fort Detrick. I spent 23 years in, 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 in Walter Reed. It wasn't easy to shut down my colleagues. But in our inspections of that laboratory, they were cutting corners in biosecurity. And I said, we're not going to allow it. We're shutting you down. This is not a game. You need to do this by the book. And I can guarantee you that many of the laboratories that are doing P4 work right now, P3, P4 work, are not doing it with the rigor that they need to have for biosecurity. That is scary to hear, for, certainly scary. So I want to talk a little bit, uh, uh, maybe a few weeks ago it was, uh, Dr. Fauci said, hey, I kind of knew all along a vaccine administered through the muscle system wouldn't be that effective against respiratories. And I think that's got a lot. First, people say, well, thanks for telling us now. But really, the longer question is there are other therapies that we didn't really put on the front lines. And I want to ask you, what are some of those things? Is it antivirals? Is it the things like linear therapies is doing uh, one of these new experimental groups? What are some of the things that you look on the horizon and said, hey, that might be something we should be investing in with our military. Yeah, I think it was really important that we had the uh, Operation Warp Speed and I was on the board. But I think you have to be honest about what the ultimate potential vaccines are, particularly when you have a pathogen that natural infection doesn't provide durable immunity. That's going to tell you that vaccines are also not going to cause durable immunity. And you see that's the thing. We saved lives with vaccines, particularly the vulnerable, as Jay will talk about also. But there's enormous limitations. And despite our vaccine programs in the United States, and we have vaccinated a high percentage of the vulnerable, I remind people that 300 to 500 people are still dying a day from COVID. Yeah. All right, COVID is now the third leading cause of death in the United States behind, behind heart disease and cancer. We didn't even have this five years ago, right? We have the tools though to keep death from happening. And what are they? Well, one is if you're vulnerable, say you're over the age of 50 or over the age of 60 or you have significant comorbidities, if you feel like you're sick or exposed to COVID, get yourself diagnosed. And if you are diagnosed, get yourself treated with Paxlovid. Now, you mentioned antivirals. I think it's so important. We're sitting here now four years into the pandemic, starting four years, and we have one effective antiviral that most physicians would use. That's, that's, that's terrible. We ought to have an Operation Warp Speed moving a variety of different platform technologies. You mentioned Linear Therapies. It's a company that I am giving advice to. I like that company a lot. It has a platform technology 
that I can use to make a antiviral for any RNA virus. Wow. And I can probably make that antiviral within several weeks to a month or two and have it out in, and be able to use it. So it's an enormous tool to prevent death, hospitalization, mm -hmm. having our medical system overwhelmed. We've definitely inadequately invested in that. I mentioned on the vaccine, President Trump's leadership, and he really was his leadership, no matter what you might think, his decision to say, I want this done within, by January and not to take uh, three to seven years as an answer, really drove the whole system, his decision to use the private sector. Well, we need the same thing for antivirals. We need a huge Operation Warp Speed, multiple companies, multiple platforms to invest in developing antivirals. But when the Biden administration came in and there was a push to antivirals, what happened? NIH said, if you give us the two to three billion dollars, we'll do it. NIH isn't a developer. The private sector is. And this is right. one of the problems I have with the current administration. They don't respect the private sector and the private sector's ability to make an impact. So you're exactly right. There should be an aggressive investment in the private sector in the area of antivirals with platform technologies like the one Linear Therapies has, but then there's many other companies now that are moving with therapy. We should have enormous redundancy in trying to develop new platform antiviral therapeutic products, and we don't have it. Even if we do develop them, we don't have the manufacturing capability. This goes back to what I said about getting preparation. We need not just to have the science, which I think is in pretty good shape to discover what we need to do for countermeasures, but it doesn't help to have a countermeasures if you can't manufacture it, or if you have to get all your active ingredient from China and India and you can't import it enough to do. Right. No, we need to build that whole system here. We are dependent on other countries in far too many arenas. Uh, sir, I wanted to ask you, we've just got about a minute and a half left. We still see commercials pushing the vaccine for everyone, uh, even for toddlers. We still see public service announcements regarding the vaccine. This may sound like a very simple or, or rudimentary question, but why is the vaccine still being pushed? Is it money? Is it influence? I just, it just seems like such a charade. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's non-thoughtful. I think there are people um, in leadership positions uh, that have the point of view that if you don't encourage the vaccine for everybody, somehow you're enhancing uh, vaccine hesitancy. It was a big mistake. This vaccine should have been prioritized, as I tried to do, for the vulnerable or for essential health care workers that couldn't work without feeling they had some protection against COVID because they had some vulnerability. It, this vaccine, if it prevented infection, then we can argue about infecting children, uh, vaccinating children, but it doesn't prevent infection. It wasn't approved for preventing infection. So I think the WHO made a wise decision when they finally pulled back and said, we're not recommending this for children. Um, yeah. uh, I do have my grandchildren vaccinated, but the reason I do is this virus knocks out taste and smell, and the way it knocks out taste and smell, it replicates in your brain. Yeah. I don't like viruses in the brain. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. 
I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up today's edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. So grateful you could join. A big thank you for Dr. Robert Redfield. He's very busy. He's on a mission to get before his career ends, to get the right strategies, to get the right solutions, to get the right medicine, to get the right mindset into the public health sector after all of the drop balls that the Fauci-led public health establishment had during the COVID-19 thing. And one thing that caught my ear, and I just want to focus on this for a second because it's so extraordinary, he mentioned a project that is underway that uses artificial intelligence and capabilities to very quickly analyze any virus that hits into the human body and quickly find a neutralizing agent, basically a antiviral that helps you recover from it rather than die from it, that stops the advancement of the disease before it gets to lethal status. That's the solution we didn't really put a premium on in the 2020 pandemic of COVID-19. But most of the experts I talked to today, and some that you'll hear from again tomorrow, believe that is the magic bullet that we should be focused on. Don't worry about stopping the spread of the virus. Worry about ways to help people survive it. That's a quicker solution at the front end of a pandemic. Of course, you can always develop a vaccine afterwards, but having a year waiting for a vaccine did not give, and even though that was a remarkable accomplishment, getting it done in a year, it left too many vulnerable people without other treatments, which of course they were deprived of. And so a big thought from Dr. Redfield, you probably haven't heard this sort of discussion before, but we wanted you to hear it. We wanted you to listen to it, make up your own mind, and we hopefully accomplish that. Now, before we go to break for the end of the night, and uh, again, tomorrow we'll have a second round of this conversation date, Dr. Jay Batacharo, Dr. Harvey Rich, Just the News medical reporter, Greg Piper. We're going to have a lot of great conversations tomorrow. I just wanted to quickly shout out one of our great sponsors. We've had a long partnership with Birch Gold Group, and they do wonderful things for us. They bring great content on, like Philip Patrick, who gives us great market analysis. They've made extraordinary offers to the Justin News family, whether you're a reader, a uh, listener, a television viewer in the Justin News fold. They have great things. And of course, as you know, in this extremely volatile market where bonds are underperforming, stocks are underperforming, gold is a stabilizing asset in your portfolio. And a lot of us didn't know until I got to meet Birch Gold Group, I certainly didn't know this, that you could bring gold into your retirement 401k and IRAs. So I've talked about this for the last year, but we continue to get these incredible new offers from our partners at Birch Gold Group. And I want to extend one to you. The recent surge in gold prices, you probably understand this now, is directly tied to the extreme market volatility. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against a stock market that would be volatile and against inflation. Now would be a great time, I'm telling you this, to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Now, here's how you do it. 
You start the process by just texting the word Just News on your cell phone to 989898. Let me give that again. Text the word Just News to 989898. And you're going to get a free info kit on gold. Birch Gold Group and my good friends there will help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, gold and silver. And the best part is it's tax sheltered, right? That's something I didn't know until I developed this great partnership with Birch Gold. Well, you want to get started on the same journey I had. You want to learn how Birch Gold Group can create some stability in your volatile assets right now, well, text the word Just News, one word, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. Remember, Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is who you can trust. It's who I trust to protect your future. Text Just News to 989898 to get started today. And before we go today, I just want to make a pitch for three things. If you like Just the News and you want to get a newspaper in your email inbox every morning, you just sign up for our daily newsletter. How do you do that? You go to justthenews.com slash newsletter, sign up. It shows up in your box every day around 7 a.m. Eastern time, top 30, 40, 50 stories of the day, right at your fingertips. So you can do a quick read before you go to work or at leisure during breakfast. The second thing that is fun is that we have created apps for your smartphones and your tablets. There's one for the iOS Apple devices. You get that in the Apple Store. There's another one for Android devices that you get in the Google Play Store. Just the news apps, easy to download. Hundreds of thousands of Americans are downloading them. Go check it out. You can read, watch, or listen. It has three different experiences in the Just the News world. Our television shows and video, that's the watch experience. Listen, our podcasts like this, John Solomon Reports and many of the other good ones, and our reading, which is the main stories. We do anywhere from 40 to 100 stories a day, and so you get to have some long-form reading if you want as well. And then the final thing you can do, I've been saying this for a few months now, and this is a really true statement. It leaves me awake at night sometimes. We have more whistleblowers coming in from the Biden administration, from the federal government, from city governments, police departments, law enforcement agencies, state agencies, telling us about wrongdoing, abuses in government, abuses of your tax dollars, abuses of your civil liberties. We don't have enough reporters to process all of them. We have to kind of pick and choose. I don't want to leave any important whistleblower allegation unturned. I want to get to all of them and we can evaluate them. Not all of them are going to be true. Some of them are going to be fakes or don't turn out to be what they seem to be. But I'd like to hire four more reporters to just process these extraordinary amount of information that's flowing in. And so we've created a special program called the VIP Subscriber Club. Just the News VIP Club. Every month you get a one-hour meeting with me, a town hall, I call it, where I answer your questions. You submit the questions, I answer them. You get to hang out with me for an hour. Sometimes we deal with 90 minutes because the questions are so good and I want to spend more time answering them. And you also get an ad-free experience. No ads, no autoplay videos, no pre-roll ads. You get the Just the News website in an ad-free experience, which is also really pretty fun and cool. And again, we love our advertisers, but if you want an ad-free experience, you can get all of that for $4.99 a month or $44.99 a year. So for the last of a good restaurant meal for a year or less than a burger a month, you'll be able to join the club, get those benefits, hang out with me, get the Q&A sessions, the town halls. But more importantly, every dollar from that is going to go towards hiring four more reporters. We want to try to get that done by this summer because the crush of whistleblower allegations, the crush of investigative stories that we need to do getting bigger and bigger and bigger 
by the day. All right. Those are the three thoughts I wanted to leave you. Newsletter, justthenews.com slash newsletter. If you want to go get the apps, they're in the iOS Apple Store and in the Google Android Google Play Store. And if you want to join the VIP Subscriber Club, you go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Three ways to get engaged. And also, if you want to help out a little bit to make Just the News a little bit bigger, make it a bigger community and get to more of those whistleblower concerns that are out there for all of us who care about our government. All right, that wraps up today's show. May God bless you. May God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion. Hunter Biden and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. Thank you.